Hello, weary traveller. Welcome to the second Halloween special of Chat and Flicks. I am your host, Carl Pierce. Today we have Richard Earlham. I think that was Richard Earlham. And we have James Brown. Hello. So we're going to start with a bit of feedback today. I've got quite a bit of feedback and we'll see what anyone else can contribute. So first off, we've got John Leonard, friend of the show, Uncle John. He says, does Liverpool's own Clive Baker, Barker, sorry, get a mention in your horror special from last week? Personally, not a horror fan, but met a few in my time, he said. So did we mention Clive Barker? I don't think we did. We no. talked a little bit about Hellraiser, didn't Hellraiser. we? Hellraiser. That's what he's mainly known for. Yeah. I remember that there's another one called Nightbreed or something. Yeah. I've never seen it, but... Was it night? So I don't know, but yeah, yeah. No, he didn't mention him. He's not done anything recently. No, is he from Liverpool yet? Yeah, I did not know that. He, he did a lovely. There's been a lovely thing on Facebook or something like that. Other formats are available. About somebody said basically, how am I going to start writing? And he was really, really good. He took so long oh, to explain to him. I think it was during a book signing or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he was just he came across as really nice. Uh, you you posted that, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't. And, and I was surprised, and he was not scout whatsoever, like like us, like yeah. we are. Like we are scouts, yeah. are we? We're, we're <laughs> dead scouts. Dead scouts. The scouts. Uh, right. Second one is from my friend Layla. Uh, she said, and this there's not really filmed. Well, this film later, but I just thought it was funny. She said, um, went to a kids' party yesterday. One of the mums works for the police. Uh, we were talking about films. She said, have you ever thought that Hungry Eyes from Dirty Dancing sounds a bit rapey? Gutted. Love that film and song. She's ruined it for me now. What do you think? Is Hungry Eyes a bit too rapey? Well, you'd have to get the lyrics up, wouldn't you? I know. It doesn't appear. It's all, like, quite happy sound, isn't it? It's a bit lustful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit lustful. I always thought it was Hold Me Now until I got a decent stereo. Hold yeah. Me Now. Oh, it's the same song? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought he was singing Hold Me Now. Oh, right. Hungry Eyes. Hold yeah. Me Now. Yeah. Hold Until me literally now. a couple yeah. of years ago. Because <laughs> Hungry Eyes is weird. You know, why Hungry Eyes? Yeah. I once had a mate who, um, another way who had one of them, and he thought, you know, Pretty Green, pretty green Eyes. <laughs> yeah, go on. He thought it said, The Secret Lies. <laughs> he was at, um, at like a party once, he was like, The Secret Lies. <laughs> I went, What are you singing there, man? And he went, Pretty Green Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. This is what the song's called. This is good. Oh man, I've got one like that. Um, Billy Jean. Billy Jean's not my lover. Um, I was told that you say the jailer's not my son, but the, it's the kid's not <laughs> the my kid, son. The kid, yeah, the jailer's not my son. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird what you hear, isn't it? I had a weird one. Peter Gabriel with, on. a, with a good friend that we know, um, friend of the show, um, Games Without Frontiers. In the first yeah couple of bars. Um, it sounds like she's so popular, but it's just on Frontier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's but I always thought so it was, she's popular. so popular. That's Hello. it. But it's know. not. It's just on Frontier. Oh, there you go. Games Without Frontiers. The French oh. for Games Without Frontiers. There you go. Bit off topic, but thanks, Layla. Yeah, any more of them, let us know. Yeah, we'll get another podcast going if you're really interested in that. Yeah, we might, we might start chatting music. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> chatting tunes. There you go. Maybe. Copyrighted. Um, so next, the one from the end of the show, Luke Best. He said, to be fair, oh, sorry, I posted something on uh, Facebook today and Twitter, uh, Instagram, about Scorsese not liking Marvel films and mm. saying they're not, they're not real films. And he said, uh, to be fair to Scorsese, the Marvel films are formulaic and cliched. His new film, on the other hand, is a gangster film starring Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Mm. See what he did there? Yeah. See what he did? 
yeah. I get what he's doing, yeah. What he's saying. <laughs> I get it. What do you reckon on Scorsese? I mean, like... It's just opinion, isn't it? It's yeah. all it's all this this was the great thing about this. It's, it's all opinion based stuff, isn't it? No, none of it nothing that any of us say is you know no, right or wrong. No one's it? right yeah. or wrong, it's all, you know, subjective. Just some of them are right than others. Yeah. <laughs> Especially mine. No but like <laughs> but um, you've got no but like it's all subjective, isn't it? Um it, it, everyone has their own films they like and they don't like I love horror films you know there's people who hate horror films Yeah. you know what I mean you know I'm not a massive fan of sci-fi you know I can, the, we are you yeah. are mm-hmm. massive Lee, Lee loves sci-fi Lee well. loves his, his historical bibliography type <laughs> things doesn't yeah, he? he does he does um, <laughs> yeah he does if it's in English he doesn't like it yeah, he, lo- he loves them off. he loves subtitles <laughs> <laughs> But change yeah. it, change it to Spanish just so we can put the subtitle. <laughs> no, honestly, I, 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 it's the only thing that surprised me about Scorsese because about them films is you can't deny the the haggle films. You like it surprised yeah. me that he's saying that like mm. unless he's, he's having like a bit of a bitsy swipe. Yeah, you know what I mean because they're doing so well and spitting his dummy out a little yeah, bit. Maybe. Well, like I, I can't remember who it was it was James Gunn or John Favreau. John Favreau, one of the people who directed some of the Marvel films, said. Uh, the Marvel films and the superhero films are like the cowboy films of the fifties, mm. or um, you know, like the sci-fi ones in the seventies, sixteen seventies. They're just like sort of popcorn f- film, mm. yeah, and there'll be something yeah. new in a couple of years' yeah, time, difference, yeah. which will be popular. So it's just like what's popular at the moment. Mm. It's not necessarily the best or the worst. Yeah. It's just oh, right. it's just enjoyable. Then there we go. Mm. And last feedback from me was from the missus, Lorna. Hi, Lorna. She was told <laughs> she doesn't listen. Don't worry. She's talking about the uh, talking about the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I said, can you give us your review about the Joker? And she said, um, it's the most uncomfortable two hours to watch. I didn't like seeing him spiral into madness, and the violence meant I was surprised it was only classed as a 15. However, I did like the fact that Odeon Switch Ireland has started selling uh, lint chocolate. The mint flavour was a particular highlight. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So the highlight of the film, she said, was the, the chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. yeah, lint chocolate. Yeah. To fair enough. And fair play to Lorna. She, she does come to my shit films all the time. Yeah. My, yeah, all the time. So she, she came to that and she sat through it. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and we've talked about the Joker quite, quite a, a lot, haven't we? Yeah. Good stuff. And uh, on Thursday, last week, we went to Farmageddon, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do we find that? I, I, I really enjoyed it. I wanted to be scared, though. I wanted to be terrified. And I think I jumped once, but I, it depends where you are. If you're at the front, you get all the jumps. And I was second for one of them. Uh, so you just see everybody else getting jumped. And if you're back, you get followed by the creepy fellas or fellasses. Is that, is that the, the, the female version of fellas? Um, Fellettes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. For um, it. But I, I really enjoyed it. But I want to be, I want to be terrified. I want to be running out of there with You've people. You've toned it down, me. you know. Apparently, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, massively. I went, I went a few years back with Anne Beck, and I come out and she was like, "How was it? How was it?" I said, "Nowhere near as scary as it was." Mm. Then a bit with the chainsaws. Yeah, mm. honestly, they used to have Leatherface there. I don't know why Leatherface wasn't there this time. Yeah, and Leatherface had literally chased you right down the farm with the chainsaw. <laughs> See, I can imagine if people tripped up then. Well, someone's obviously yeah. fell off and someone's like fell and that. cut yeah, their knees yeah. or something, and then yeah. that's why they can't do it. So they just stand there with them. Um, def- honestly, that's all I can say. It was still very good. I enjoyed being with all you and having yeah, a laugh on that, one. like you know the banter and that. But it it toned it down. Yeah. it was a lot scarier a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, well, they've I, had a lot of complaints and that haven't they? Mm. They have happened quite recently as well. But I I thought it was amazing. Like I thought I was well impressed how high 
budget I it was high believe, how quality it yeah, is. I, I mean for them to build what they built and and it was all built it wasn't like yeah because just for show it yeah. was there were structures there were buildings there were it was absolutely yeah i was fascinated by that yeah for, for those who don't know about farmageddon it's 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 basically on a farm isn't it where they send it to spooky out there's like three spooky houses but during the year, it's called Farmer Ted's, which is for kids. Mm. So it's like a kids kids play area and farm with all the animals and stuff. So for them to change all that yeah. into the, them horror houses, it, it, it is amazing. It's and kitching, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Big, 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 big come off the money these, he must be making. Yeah. Like whoever Ted is. But to be fair, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Farming's going down here, listen. <laughs> to be fair, though, like, it looks like they put the money back yeah. into it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It looks, yeah, they're not just It looks it proper high quality. There was yeah. one girl who had like stuff on her face, and it was like, you know, one of them where, I think it was out of um, Resident Evil, where the mouth opens up like, yeah. A, yeah. like a spider or something, yeah. like a crab. And it was all over her face. And I, I went to her and went, oh my God, that's a bit, that's amazing. And she jumped out on me. <laughs> but yeah, that's amazing. Ah! I noticed Carl was doing a lot of reverse psychology. To be, he was trying to kill everyone with kindness. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't skip it on him. Hello, it's sir. like, oh, no, that's Hello. amazing, mate. That's well good. done. Well done. Thank great. you, sir. Thank you for your skills. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back. Don't hurt me, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was we had 14 of us, didn't we? 14 yeah. of us went. Mm-hmm. I think like we all enjoyed, didn't we? What did we do afterwards? Well, we watched The Shining afterwards. We did came we? back to Richards and watched The Shining. I'm going to talk about that in a bit. Ah. Yeah. I've got a little bit of feedback. Go for it. If you can. Yeah, so basically from the wife, so I put a tweet out. We need more more of his engagement with our tweets, please. Yeah, um, can we, can I was thinking this before. We... We don't do this for profit, do we? We don't get paid for this. We're just doing this for a laugh. What we do want is as many people listening as possible mm-hmm. and get involved and just give yeah. us a bit of feedback. Any about anything like you there today. We've been talking about songs. Anything you want, really, like as long as it's vaguely film related. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, with with our podcast, it's going to be word of mouth. So even if you don't like our podcast and you don't like us, can you just tell people <laughs> tell people about it anyway and let them hear it for themselves and make their yeah. own mind up. Good point. Good point. So, <laughs> but there is there's a few there's a few but. I just we need the engagements up on the tweets. I always look at the engagements because you can check like how many and they're not they're not people are looking at the tweets and like actually clicking on the tweets as well, but That's are good. responding to them. Yeah. Um. So I got I made my wife um <laughs> it just engage with one of them. I've been asking her for ages. Anyway, she she did eventually reply and she just said that page which I've mentioned yeah. scares her the most. Oh yeah, the idea of yeah. it, and that, and, um, but her favourite would be Halloween as it's a classic. Sorry, yeah. Richard. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we've all got it our own opinions, and you're right to be wrong. You know. But... But I asked them to be fair. I asked them all about that. I said why, why? Because like I never, do you know, it's weird being with her for so long. I never knew that they were her favourites, and yeah. and I said to her why. I said why Halloween, and she just said it's because it's on Halloween night and all that. It all happens on Halloween. She said it makes. Yeah. It's, it, it adds to the scare of it. Yeah, um, it's got that iconic music, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That. And and then the other bit of feedback I've had from my nephews and a lot of family getting involved. But um, yeah, our Alex, I didn't know he was a listener and um, he messaged me today saying, right, he, Alex. he said, they've been listening to your podcast. He said, they're bell to keep them up on that. Um, he's a big fan of Richard. He thinks Richard's a bit of a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, as I said to me, Richard's had a bit of stick, haven't you, Richard? Yeah, the, yeah. Of Georgie. Oh, yeah. Remember, Georgie said funny funnier in real life. So, <laughs> our, Alex, our Alex is a big fan of anyway. He thinks oh, you're boss. Hello, Alex. Alex yeah. Nice one, Alex. Good <laughs> stuff. Any more? No. No? No. Brilliant.
Okay, should we get on to what we've been watching then? Yep. Yeah. Who wants to start? I'll go. Go for it, Richard. Right, so aside from, we've talked about Joker, we've talked about Shining. Um, one thing I watched a while ago, well, a couple of weeks ago, was Get Out. Um, and it was it was very uncomfortable from almost the get-go, if that's the uh, expression. Uh, all about racial tensions between a boyfriend-girlfriend, um, black boyfriend, white girlfriend, uh, going back to see her parents for the first time <clears throat> and her friends and they have a party and, and it's just very, very uncomfortable. I'm squirming in my seat um, and it, it takes some interesting turns. Um, I'm not going to say uh, twists, but I've seen it yet. Everything's, everything goes where, not where you're not expecting it, but you're always wondering what's going to happen next. Um, who knows what, what's going on. It's it's quite a quite a good film. I think it got some some uh, awards. Yeah, it did. Re- it did get a few awards. Screenplay or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, we finished watching season one of Heroes. Um, I don't know if I've I, I I'm sure I watched it to the very very end, but um, I thought it was gonna end a little bit more explosively, uh, a little bit more of a this is the ending of the first season. You know, we're ready for the second. But it, it was it was all right, just not really what I expected. Well, I remember watching that last episode. Is it where they meet in like a sort of square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's everyone, everyone's there, aren't they? Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, oh, they've all come because like yes, during the series, yeah. they're all separate, and them coming together at that point. I, I remember it being quite. And it's good. nice then. Oh, you're you're such and such because uh, the little girl sees the. Officer Parkman, Parkman or Parker, played Park. um, yeah. by played by what's his name off off uh, Star Wars, who went into a little bit of Star Wars acting. Well, do you know um, do you know why he's in Star Wars and Star Trek? By the way, oh, he's JJ so. Abrams' mate, ah, or oh, you know collaborator. So did he yeah. do Heroes as well? No, somebody cringed it. Not sure. Um, but yeah, I was expecting just a little bit more. They were all getting together, but it was nice to sort of like I kept saying to my wife, who's very very um she's she's much more uh i want to say turned on but i don't mean turned on she's much more um switched on that's the word switched on to what's going and i'm constantly saying hang on have they met before is she she met him Uh, do they know about him um and yeah she keeps me up to speed on things like that so it's nice to see them all coming together, and I was expecting something wow to happen, and didn't really. It was okay, but I'm not not you know moaning about it. Yeah. Um, we got one more. What is it? House on Haunted Hill or Hill House? Haunting of Hill House. House. I've yeah. got H H H here, and um, it's getting more and more creepy. And I want to go back and watch it because I've started noticing just tiny, subtle little things, like throughout the house, the statues. And in one scene, they'll be facing, their heads will be turned one way. And then in the next scene, they'll be turned another way. And I'm thinking, how many of these subtle little things have we missed? Mm. And you've got to look at the background. The background has got so much going on that you don't know because they don't have music accompanying any shocks. They've got no jump scares or anything like that. They'll just go into the kitchen and there'll be a window and there'll there'll be somebody... Uh, 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 the outline of a figure in a window and it's like it, you, you just blink and you'll miss it um, mm. and then when they're in the hallway the camera will be panning round and then again there'll be a figure in a doorway and I said to Claire did you see that did you see that uh, and she said yeah yeah and I want to go back to the very beginning now to see how many things we've missed so if you've not watched it 
look at the backgrounds from from the first episode and uh, yeah sounds a bit like Ghostwatch to me <laughs> no no this is good this is actually good um, what else have we been doing um, we, we've started the purge the seasons uh, the, the, the series um, I think we've done two of them so far um, I'm just wondering where where's it going to go because without without going into without delving into you know people destroying the idea of the purge and stuff like that I, I can only see it as being each season's focusing on one year's purge and then the next year's purge and maybe the story behind the family or something like that I, I don't really know but it's interesting to see where it's going to go mm. um I wasn't fussed on the films I don't know if I like the actual uh, what you like, James, which is the idea of it that for one day you can do what you want. Uh, Definitely don't like the idea of it. As in, like, really. <laughs> I don't support it. I'm not like that. Let's get the page. He means, he means, like, it's as, as a film. Yeah. yeah, as a film. So, yeah, I think we're, we'll keep going with that because we're getting to the end. We've got one more Hill House. We've finished Heroes and we're almost done with 24, which we're binge watching like mad again. But, um, yes, yeah. Um, I think, I think it would be nice to carry on with The Purge, see how it goes. Too fair. That's yeah, us. It's one I want to watch as well. I do like The Purge films, so I would like to watch that. Mm. Go on, James, on any yeah, well, watching? Yeah, so just moving on from what Richard says. So I'm up to Purge season two. Um, it's just started now. It's out every Friday. So there's only been two so far. Um, it's very, very, it's very, very good. In the second series, the, the idea, the concept's completely different. It's... Um, it's an af- the aftermath of the page mm. and preparing for the next page and stuff like that. But there's things that go on at the end of the page night that people are still holding on to. So it's like the quiet season. If yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. It's very you good. You don't see that in the yeah, films, do you? It's very honestly, it's very good. You don't like it. Yeah. Um. So I'm enjoying that. Been watching Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I know Lee's a fan. Yeah, I've been watching that as well. Yeah. Is, is that what it's called? The Chilling. The Adventure? Chilling Adventures. Right. Yeah, I'm up to I think I'm up to episode five. Yeah, we're on. We're, we're up to three. I just watched three last yeah, night. It's good. It's good. It, is. it is. It is good. I, good. I think that the way the way Lee explains it as like a beefed up version of Buffy's fantastic. Great, great way yeah, to describe it. It is because yeah. you you can obviously know in the old series as well. You can see a few little quirky things going on, like like with without spoiling it too much. There's like a council judgment, isn't he? Like yeah, a, yeah. A, in court, and that feels like the, the old show. Yeah, that feels like the old show where like. These this trap door opens and it's yeah. just normal and mm. fire and things. So yeah, it feels like the old show, yeah. but like you say, beefed up. Yeah, it's definitely it's scary. There's a, there's, a, yeah. there's little moments that are a bit spooky and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. good. There's a bit of swearing in it. Ooh. Um, but I will say I will say something though. Like and Lee Lee mentioned this again. It's just elaborating from what Lee said last week. Um, he's so right. So obviously there's a theory. I was I was reading it to basically without spoiling anything. Salem the cat's in it. If you've seen the TV show, Salem's like iconic from the from the TV yeah. series. Talking cat, now, yeah. Salem's in it as a familiar, isn't he? Yeah. But he doesn't speak. But there's this new character in it who's a cousin who's housebound. And he almost plays the role of Salem, doesn't he? Without being Salem. Yeah. He does the speaking, like he's English, he speaks, he's like... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Salem's not English, I don't know why I've just said that, but yeah, he he plays the role of Salem. Yeah, that's he? a good point, because I was thinking, was he in the, was that character in the original no, series? No, he wasn't. I think it was like, it was a bit part mm. or something. 
I was thinking about that last night. So yeah, yeah that that might. So I think he fills the void of Salem, doesn't he? Yeah. That Salem doesn't speak. He he yeah. he says all the little smart things, or he help, all these little things that Salem would have said in the yeah, original Yeah, advice and yeah, try to spell yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like where Salem would have done it. Yeah, but yeah. So I've been watching that, and that's a good shout. You you probably mention it more, but yeah, it's really good. I'd really recommend it to anyone. Um, watch Candyman. Um, Candyman one the other day. I will tell you something. I didn't watch it all because I've seen it a couple of times before. And in 38 minutes, it was scarier than The Shining. Oh. And I'll, I'll, we'll discuss it more, but yeah, we've had a lot of that going into it later. But yeah, in 38 minutes, it scared me more again after like the fifth time I watched it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Is that going back to an emotional connection? Sort of no. Thing? No, not at it's all. just just, just, just like genuine, just genuinely genuine. good. Oh, good. Uh, Candyman, I just think I can't believe not. Did any of us mention Candyman last week? I no, think I've we, never seen I, it. I thought it was. Did I mention it? I think we did mention it. Can, yeah. We did Candyman, Candyman. Yeah, 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 we did. We were. But the, that idea is fantastic. It, it's, 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 just, it's just a really good film. Honestly, it's really, really good. They're doing a reboot as well, as you said. What was the best way to explain a it? Soft reboot. A soft yeah. reboot. Yeah, in so like continuation. Yeah, in twenty twenty, but it's a fantastic film. Gonna like gonna finish. I've seen it loads of times. Anyway, gonna finish it off. Um, what else? I started watching the new the David Attenborough series as well. Just not scary, but well, scary. What, <laughs> well, it is. It's scary what we're doing to the world. It's yeah. absolutely frightening. If it carries on Antarctica, we'll be gone, and it's terrifying to think. Um, so let's look after our planet, yeah. folks. Um, so if you're listening in what 2070, yeah, we're, we're sorry, we're sorry. Yeah. So that so so sorry you're underwater. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was watching that. I watched um, an episode. Been starting watching some of the um, the Simpsons episodes. Watched a couple of them. Um, watched a few the other day, um, and that's pretty much it from me. Yeah. And um, I was gonna go and see the new Adams Family on the mm-hmm. weekend, but my little niece didn't want to go and see. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so we didn't. We didn't go and see it again. But yeah, I was planning on going to see that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I used to like the Adams Family mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. I think I shared something on Facebook the other day with. Um, Wednesday Adams, mm. with all their little phrases. Brilliant, just brilliant. brilliant. Great characters, just dead simple, but like, yeah. Really good, cool. but that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all I've been watching. Well, I've, I've watched a few. So I mentioned Sabrina there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Mm. Really like it. And it's perfect this time of year as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it's probably got, got me in the It might be weird me. watching it in, like, if you don't finish it soon because it'll be weird watching it like, probably around the Christmas time. Yeah, it? yeah. It's probably Feels like fitting that you finish it soon. Yeah, maybe. yeah. But it's great, yeah, as I say, yeah, yeah like that. Um, watch the first episode of the new series of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. So it's it's not clear whether it follows on from the film, though I don't think it does. And it's not clear whether it follows on from the graphic novel, which I think it does. It's weird. It's like a mishmash of the two. Because there's, there's one point where it rains squid. Mm. Now, that, the squid story's from the graphic novel, mm. whereas in the film it was... Doctor Manhattan was the mm. alleged body, whereas in the the graphic novel it was a giant alien squid. Mm. So I, I don't know whether it's following on, but basically it's it's like modern day. I think it's modern day, um, whereas the old one was in eight, 1985, and it's cops can basically wear masks. So the cops wear masks because they can get threatened by vigilantes, not vigilantes, but like by the, the baddies, the villains, whatever you want to call them. Um, and it was yeah, it was good. It's it's well shot. It's it's well acted. Yeah, I was impressed. It's meant to be. I I haven't I haven't watched it. I'm gonna watch it though after the Halloween stuff's over. Yeah. Um. That one of the lead lead ladies in it. She was on Graham Norton. She, the other she day. was. She said. Yeah. She said it's based on the graphic novel. Didn't she? she said it's yeah. just expanding. Yeah. Expanded. Yeah. Them, yeah. It's 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 like the aftermath of the graphic novel. Yeah. 
So, so you like you Doctor Manhattan and Rorschach and all them aren't in it. Mm. Well, Doctor Manhattan is slightly. You see him in like a, a bit of footage, but it's like it's the way it's their world. Mm. So it's like the aftermath of it. Cool. So it, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's something different. It's going to be a nice story, you know, a good story um, that we haven't seen before. Cool. Hopefully, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I've been watching a few other little Halloween bits. So I watched Demons, or in Italian it's called Demoni, Demoni, whatever we call it. Um, it's a film. Directed by, how do you say his name? Dario Argento, I think mm, that's how you say yeah. his name. Italian director. Um, and it's one of these films where it's a bit like a spaghetti western where they filmed it in Italy. It looks like Italy anyway. But it's acted in English, but by non English speakers because it's all dubbed. So, like, you know, someone's mouth will move mm. and they speak English, but then it, it, it obviously doesn't fit. Yeah. And then some will speak English and it fits perfectly. Yeah. And some it's so, so it looks like you know your spaghetti West, westerns yeah. like that. That's how it's being filmed. But yeah, just um, a load of people get trapped in a cinema by uh, with these demons. Say the looks boss. Ah, oh, it's 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 brilliant. You know, it's just dead gruesome and dead stupid. And yeah, it's just nineteen eighties mm. classic. Um, I watched it and the second one I've got as well. Uh, when I was on my honeymoon in in Italy, it was just on late night and it was in Italian. And you know, you could follow what's going on. It's great. I couldn't, couldn't, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, highly recommended. I found out the other day there's apparently a third one. Didn't know there was a third one, so I have to watch that. The second one not linked to the first one. I think it's just a similar type of yeah. story. But yeah, it was good. Um, so yeah, demons. And then the last one, which I'm gonna lend to you, James, aren't I? Um, perfect for Halloween. Trick, trick or treat. It's called, but it's a trick or treat. And it's a, it's produced by Brian Singer, big director. Um. And it's like four little stories centered around Halloween mm -hmm. with this little character called Sam, mm -hmm. who's like got a head like a, a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's He's good. a famous fancy desk person, isn't it? Is he? Yeah. yeah. Seen a lot of people. So, yeah, so it's, it's, I don't know how old it is. It must be about 10 years old, something mm -hmm. like that. But it's good. It, it was good. I, I watched it a while ago. I was dead surprised by how good it was. So that's why I bought it. And it's, yeah, it, it is good to remember. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, a bit creepy, a few jump scares, a bit gory. Practical effects, you know, it's mm. it's it's like a classic horror, but it's on Halloween night as well. Right up my street. Yeah, it's, it is perfect for you, like yeah. And yesterday, just what last one? I'm written this down, but I went and see that abominable, you know, mm. about the uh, the oh, abominable yeah. snowman, the yeti. It was all right, yeah. Took the baby. It was it was worth a watch. Yeah. Not else to say. I don't know. That was about it. Yeah, it's just one of your you start. It's a bit like how how I train your, your dragon. Mm. It's that sort of standard of anim mm. animation. It's forgettable really, but it was all right. Worth a watch. Can I say one thing that I forgot? Go for it. Um, I watched one of the Saw films, and they're, they're not great films apart from the first one, and it, it's got to be one of the most uncomfortable things I've watched in a long time. I think it was Saw 5 or 6, I don't know. They're getting a little bit silly, but like I say, very, very uncomfortable. They were One fellow was carving his stomach off, but there was a competition between the two people, and they had to basically... Um, cut the, the, the biggest chunk of them off as possible, the that heaviest chunk. And while he's cutting bits of his stomach off and I'm nearly vomiting, she's soaring through her arm, cutting through her arm. Ooh. But uh, oh, and there was another one where there was a key inside uh, somebody's belly uh, and it was tied to a fish hook and she Absolutely. had to pull it. Oh, I think they're, they're some of the most uncomfortable films I've ever seen. But they're not brilliant. I'm not saying that they are, apart from the first one, which was really good and interesting. But there yeah. we go. They're entertaining, aren't they? Entertaining, yeah. Yeah. The last one, awful. I think it's different director. They went a different route, and they've was... just lost that 
horrible. Mm. Are you on about the final cut? The or very or jigsaw. Or I'm jigsaw, yeah. Jigsaw, I haven't seen that one awful. yet. Don't jigsaw it. on its own, yeah. All the others seem to keep the same. You've got to do something for a reason. Um, whereas this is just like, there was no, it was rubbish. There's no point to nah, it. No, no, yeah. I didn't like it. Sounds. Okay, so as part of our Halloween celebrations, we're today talking about 1980s horror classic, The Shining. Directed by Stanley Kubrick, it's based on a 1977 novel by Stephen King, which had a 2013 sequel called Doctor Sleep. The film version is currently in the cinemas now. It tells the story of the Torrance family and their relocation to a secluded hotel due to Jack, played by Jack Nicholson, agreeing to be its caretaker. It transpires that the hotel is built on desecrated ground and has sinister history which affects Jack and his young son Danny. Be warned, there are spoilies ahead. We are going to talk about it in depth. So if you haven't watched The Shining, stop watch, stop listening now. watch it now. Good, good. Glad to be listening. Right, okay. So a few little um, ratings. We've got IMDb. What do we... Do we know what it is? 8.5. Eight point eight point 8.4. It was 8.4. Good guess, though. 8.4. Ron Tomatoes gave it uh, 85%. Now, I think that's the critics one, is it? And then the audience one was 93%. So, 85% critics, 93 audience. So, we all just think a lot about it. I yeah. fell out with Rotten Tomatoes. You have, yeah. Joker. Empire, five stars, obviously. Empire always give it, you know, yeah. give it like that. It was in the Empire Top 100 at number 35. Um. And this is what Empire said about it, which I thought was quite a nice little uh, little paragraph. Stanley Kubrick's elegant adaptation of Stephen King's haunted hotel story, starring a wonderfully deranged Jack Nicholson, is often cited as the scariest horror movie ever made, perhaps tied with The Exorcist. But it's also the least suitable movie to watch on Father's Day ever. Unless you're the kind of dad who thinks obsessively typing the same sentence over and over, then chasing after your wife and kid with an axe constitutes good fathering. <laughs> I thought that was quite good. Um, so yeah, who wants to start then? The Shining. Well, we've we've got it on the telly at the moment, and and I watched um, the documentary before, and and it goes a little. There, there's some very interesting things going on. So uh, you, are you talking about like the special features, or are you talking about the actual the documentary? Three, room three, room two, three, two, three, seven, two, three, seven. Um, I mean, there's so many, so many things going on. Sort of like um, one person. His interpretations, it's it's about the Holocaust. It's a film about the Holocaust because um, 42 is represented in the film loads of times. I mean, even on that opening sequence, which we've just gone past, there's 42 cars in the car park. Wow. Um, and and y- you could say, well, there's lots and lots of coincidences, but from what I gather, Stanley Kubrick doesn't really do mistakes or coincidences or what do they call it on imdb um, goofs yeah or things like that there's there's things like a chairs in one scene but it's not in the other but it's so obvious he, he's not gonna miss that surely no. he was that anal about about his recordings so, when he was doing his films what's the significance of 42 is that like the year of the holocaust the year of the holocaust right, yeah okay. so there's also there's the typewriter which he used uh which changes color during the film it goes from a cream colored one to a black one yeah, so I don't know if that's significant, but uh, the German typewriter um, is called, I can't remember what is it, um, Adler, which is the German for eagle. And there's loads and loads of eagle representations in the film. I think there's T-shirts with eagles on it. There's there's pictures with eagles on it. So, of course, the Nazis had the eagle as their uh, symbolism of, of, of uh, power, basically. Yeah. Uh, state power. Um, and the typewriter's 
crops up in in Schindler's List uh, and lots of list makings in the Holocaust, uh, and also very mechanical, um, industrial. The, the way the Holocaust was done, it was it was yeah. it was brutal basically, yeah. and it was there to do a job, yeah. and that's sort of seen in the typewriter. I mean, another person says it's about the American Native American genocide because there's so. I mean, when you're looking at the um, the pictures on the wall, there's lots of uh, Native Indians. The the floor colorings, lots of things about the floor colorings, um, the axe scene as well where they were chopping down the wood just to clear the forest. They were chopping the woods down. Um, and there was also the, the um, there's a scene in the, where he's showing, where Mr. Halloran's showing the family around and he goes into the stores. And there's a, there's a make of baking soda, which has got, uh, it is a specific make, and it's called whatever the Native American is for peace pipe. Uh, and it's very, very clear. And... Um, uh, and again, but I mean, are these all coincidences? These conspiracy theories. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they go they go ridiculous. They go into the fact that Stanley Kubrick um, confessed that he faked the moon landings, that he helped fake the moon landings. Is that inverted commas confessed? Confe- well, I, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember uh, because there's so many things out there that he then later goes on to deny. Um, but... Danny's jumper as he's walking through um, has got Apollo 11 on it. Yeah. Um, room 237. One, one guy says the, the way room 237 on the key fob's written, it's room and then number is N with a tiny little O. And he says, well, that could be moon and that could be, you know, you could rearrange the letters. And 237 is the exact, it's 237,000 miles to the moon. And, and this is like his... He's giving hints that he did it, but he didn't, and it was it's it gets a little bit crazy, and like you said, it's conspiracy theories, bonkers. But there's so many things that you could read into it, and uh, I think one time they showed it, they played it from the start of the film, they played it from the end, but they um, superimposed the start and the end, and there's some brilliant little coincidences, like um, made some notes when. Um, when the, the the in the interview when they're talking about the murders, um, as it's played forwards, then when they play it backwards, that's when Jack's going around with the axe in spoilies, going around the maze with the axe. Um, when Wendy's going through the typed manuscript, uh, when it's being played backwards, when it's being played forwards, that's when the typewriter's being zoomed in on. And you could say, well, these are like mega coincidences, you, you yeah. know. But it's just interesting, really nice little things. When Jack says, when Jack's being asked by Danny if he's going to hurt him, um, that's when Grady's telling Jack what he did. You know, you're the one who chopped up your family into little pieces. <laughs> um, and that coincides with, as I say, when he's saying, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, we're fine. We're going to enjoy this hotel. And we've just got to the scene where, where they're in the office. Uh, you get some crazy things like, when he says, I'm, I'm very pleased to meet you, there's, um, there's a letter tray on his desk. And, uh, and when he shakes his hands, the top of the letter tray apparently looks like a, an erect penis. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> okay. apparently all these are like Easter eggs, but I'm thinking, you know what, come on, come on, there's no, there we go, there it is. Um, and I don't know. There's, there's lots of weird things about how the plan of the hotel is because 
that window that's letting in daylight in um, in Ullman's office, there's no way that that could be there's no way that could have a view because that's within the hotel that's inside the hotel so that's an impossible window but again all these things people are saying well you, you know this is this is one of the things that Kubrick's doing but others are saying people on set were saying no it's just because we, we didn't we didn't have the space to do this or it was it was set confinements and things like that I so you think people are looking into it too much a bit too much but a bit a bit oh <laughs> a lot as you say like conspiracy <laughs> theories i think it's absolutely ridiculous arthur so yeah, sometimes it goes mental but yeah an yeah. erect penis <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's not that one so what do we think of the film in general then because I, 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 I get my it. views. I, I liked it and think it's beautifully shot. The story is just a sort of, it's, it's just a basic, it's a, it's a basic story, isn't it? You know, it's, it's family a go to, house. yeah, it's a haunted house. They go to a haunted house. Someone gets possessed, starts trying to kill the, the family and havoc ensues, doesn't it? So like, it's a good, it's a good story. You know, it's, it's a standard story, but it's well acted. It's well done. Well, I say well acted. I wasn't keen on the, the mum. What's her name? Shelley Duval. Shelley Duval. I, I think she's awful. When yeah. she's talking on that radio later on, on in, in the film, I'm like, oh, it's just it's just oh, so forced. But painful, then, isn't it? I, I have looked at it and, and heard, like, you told us this as well, Richard, where um, Kubrick sort of treated her like shit on, on mm. set. He kept belittling her and Yeah, and she had a really, really tough time. Wasting everyone's time. Yeah. And so that when it did come to those terrifying scenes, that's genuine terror. So, oh, you know, oh, as close was, as you're gonna get. She was knackered, yeah. So I, 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 I can appreciate that bit, but the actual acting side of it, you know, at the beginning with, with the family and stuff. Mm. I don't know. I wasn't convinced. I wasn't impressed at all. I, I think she's portrayed as a simple person, like you say when she's on the radio. You know, she's she's phoning, she's radioing the police, basically, and, and they're sort of like saying, well. You know why you're? It's like when that woman, I think from Liverpool, phoned the police and said somebody's stolen our snowman. It's like, well, why are you phoning us up? Um, they're, they're not really. But but Jack Nicholson said that it's one of the best performances of an actress he's ever seen. Really? So, but he might have been maybe because head. it made him look so good. Yeah. Apparently, he was also fed cheese sandwiches for two weeks, which he hated. Um, that's an IMDb thing uh, uh, to get him into character, to get him so edgy. Like annoyed and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and easily irritated by things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, going back to is it, well, what's weird is that it's called The Shining, but The Shining, the actual, that psychic ability, which appears in a lot of Stephen King's books. Uh, what have we got? We've got Carrie, we've got... Other books, haven't we? Is it uh, is it the same power? Is it called the yeah. Shannon and Carrie and stuff? No, oh no, no. I thought you meant in the book. Uh, no, no, it's a different thing because it, it right. is Carrie. Okay. It was just telekinetic, wasn't it? Telekinetic. Sorry, I thought it was like a, a, a cross his uh, books. No, that was no. But the Shining doesn't actually feature that much because it's more of what the hotel's doing. And and this is another thing. I mean, going back to the very very end scene that we were trying to talk about before. Um, has Jack Nicholson always been there? Was Jack Nicholson the original Grady? There's talk of like a little bit of time shift paradoxes and stuff like that. Mm. And it's again it's similar to some of, some of Stanley Kubrick's films in that you're not really sure. As you, you, you come into the end of it 
you come into the end of one of his films and then at, at the end it's sort of like he throws something in and he's like, I, I thought I had this film sorted and now I haven't got a clue what's going on. You've yeah, got to re-go, careful. go through it all again uh, and analyse it as some of those people have. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think about it, James? I think it's a fantastic psychological thriller. And not a horror? No. It's We're... got blood, it's got chopped up bodies... We haven't talked about the girls who are not twins. Yeah. People class them as the, twins. Right, I, I will, a few jump scares. I will say what... I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be really honest, right? I thought it, I was, I've seen it many years ago, right? And I, I'll be honest, I didn't remember it. Apart from the iconic scene and obviously the moment once he dies where he freezes, which mm. is just pathetic, the way it looks. <laughs> but I remembered them two things I only remembered. So thought obviously with the idea of this, and then I appreciate like my friends, you know, like Richard and Liam, massive fans of it. So I thought, no, I'll I'll give it a go. So obviously I didn't come here tonight to watch it, but then I watched it, started watching it on the laptop, and then we we end up buying it on the telly and just thought we might as well. Um, so technically watched it like twice mm. over the last couple of days, um, and I just think it's very good. I think Jack Nicholson's is unreal in it. Yeah, he's just so good, he's so talented. You can just see he's like unbelievable as an actor. And then, as you said, that lady, she's just absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, which is like, I almost felt sorry for him having to work along. Like, I think maybe she was better. They could have even gone even better. I don't know, maybe. But yeah. but I just think, as a horror, it, very, it reminds, if anyone's seen it, it's very similar to What Lies Beneath. Now, What Lies Beneath, mm. obviously, have based it on The Shining, obviously. Um, but What Lies Beneath is classed as a psychological thriller. Right, mm. and there's time, there's moments in it that are a bit horrible or whatever, but it's classed as a thriller. Mm. Now, for me, there's not one bit in The Shining what makes me genuinely fear. So we we had a little look. We googled the definition of <laughs> what horror movie is. Right? You said we. You're not classing Carl and us in that sentence. Me and Carl. <laughs> oh, Just oh. there to Google it. Right. So this is this is according to Mr. Google. Right. Horror films are unsettling films designed to frighten and panic cause dread and alarm, and to invoke a, a hidden worst fears, often in terrifying, shocking finales, right? So, along the way there, none of that. There's not one bit when I was watching it and I was scared or jumpy or anything. Not, in that, not in like my pulse wasn't racing. It just didn't scare me. Go back to your definition again. So, because I'm just <laughs> thinking, I, I'll, I'll give my... I mean, like, there's, there's one scene. Unsettling films. Unsettling, okay. So there's for a scene, me... There's a scene on the telly now which is quite famous where the lift opens and all the blood's pouring You see, out. I find that very disturbing, personally. Looks and unsettling. Amazing. In it, um, is it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the little girls, I, I find them awfully creepy as well. Um, does it does it frighten you or make you panic? Right, the bits that frightened and made me panic is when he writes Red Rum on the door... And he goes to her with the knife because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. The first time I saw that, it's like, is he going to kill her? And then he, his voice turns from Tony to his own voice. And it's just getting more and more. That's when my heart was beating. I don't like that scene. Mm. So That's... maybe it's what scared me. But it's all, it's all down to your own interpretation and your own past experience. I, th- I, I honestly, I genuinely think, I think it's a great movie. I'm not having a go at it at all. I think it's unbelievable. Yeah. I think the idea of it's horrible. 
think you know the idea that someone could turn like because he's such a nice guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, early on as well, especially his interview and that he's like the nicest man in the world. Yeah. He's so appreciative to be well, there. We've talked about that in the past, haven't we? About the, the journey of people. Yeah. Like we yeah, talked about yeah. Joker recently, how different the Joker is compared to the end. And yeah, linking back to the Joker, mm. Jack Nicholson there. Him at the beginning of the film to the end of the film, where mm. he's he is this absolutely vile, you know, maniac trying to kill them. The difference between them, yeah. that, that's the start and end, is fantastic. Yeah. No, we talked right. about it with, with, with the, um, the Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in Shawshank Redemption as well, didn't yeah. we? So with, with the characters there. So that difference at the start compared to the end. Yeah, the journey. You yeah. can't see the journey. Yeah. It's just, you know what like, you know, like I said, you're spot on. It's, you know, all that, mate, it, 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 it's, it's brilliant. And it's often compared to The Exorcist. Mm. Um, I don't know why, because they're so different, but they're, they're both put up there together. And I think the Exorcist again, it's all subjective. The Exorcist you watch it, you immediately know it's a horror. You can tell by the mu- I will say something. The scariest thing about the Shining the music, I think the music is fantastic. I mean, apart from the first that that first opening scene where they're going through the hills, um, which is a very famous, and I, I I can't remember. I've played it in our orchestra, but I can't remember what it is. Um, but aside from that, there's. From my point of view, no music. It's soundscapers. Yeah, that's yeah. Who, right, who was it? Christopher Nolan coined that phrase. Yeah, it Hans was Hans Zimmer. Because when we were watching it um, after Farmageddon, I was thinking, this this is like intense. Yeah. The noise that's yeah. coming out of the speakers, it was intense. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed Spot what on. he's reading there? Go on, what's he reading at the speakers? He's reading Playgirl. <laughs> Yeah, he's reading an issue of Playgirl there. Is that a real just, thing? Or... That's a real thing. Is it? That's the January 1978 edition, I think, of, of Playgirl. <laughs> You've got it upstairs, haven't you? Uh, uh, no, because Playgirl, of course, is for the ladies. Now, so oh, is this it? is what's really weird. Why is he reading an issue of... Well, first of all, why is there an issue of Playgirl in a hotel reception? Um, oh, here's another hint towards the Holocaust, because the, the luggage, the luggage, people leaving with luggage... Um, and also, somebody said, "How on earth did they fit that many suitcases into a uh, a VW Beetle?" So if we went back a little bit, so that's all their luggage, and they must have had about they must have a dozen bags there. How did that fit into a Beetle, which doesn't have a very big boot? Is that people coming or is that people leaving though? No, that's the Torrance's luggage there. Oh right, I see. But you see, their luggage now becomes people, and and that's another yeah. hint to the Holocaust. Yeah. And I, I was always looking at these pictures that are all over the hotel. There's lots of groups of pictures trying to see if you can see that famous one, the which is at the end. Ones. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's that many of them, you just can't see it. Yeah. Well, like you're saying, it is beautifully shot. I mean, I I looked like there. It's all like sort of angled in, isn't it? Like sort of yeah. the horizons going away from mm. you. And all those those panning shots where it's just like going around corridors and things like that, it just looks amazing. Mm. So so skillful. I mean, I don't know what the significance of that is, but it's great. Don't Look know. good. Don't yeah. know. Uh, we're we're up to Tommy where he sees. Sorry, not Tommy. Danny. We're up to Danny where he sees the girls for the first time. Now remember, apparently Tony, the little guy in his head, is in the book. I've not read the book. I want to read the book. But Tony is meant to be his adult self. Now, that's going to tie in with Dr. Sleep because Dr. Sleep. Now, I wonder, are they going to revisit that? I wonder, is he mm. going to have any flashbacks? Because I have no idea what's happening in Dr. Sleep. Is he? He's Dr. Sleep. Yeah. He's Ewan McGregor. He's yeah. going to be... I don't know if he is Dr. Sleep as such as the title role. But um, well, he's... Was Ewan McGregor's Danny, isn't he? Was this um, Nicholson's first big movie? 
No, one one flew over the yeah. cuckoo's was nest. This was this before it? it? I'm sure. I think that was 74. Um, so we're, we're, we're having a look around the hotel rooms now. Um, and apparently another useless fact, red is always, every single shot's got red in it in some form or another. Um, and in the opening scene, the maze is nowhere near seen, nowhere near the hotel. Because, of course, this is in the studio. Well, outside the studio, in the studio. Yeah. I yeah. And I always think that little fellow in the background, Halloran's, uh, Ullman's, Ullman's little mate, I think he's the summer caretaker. He's a creepy little fella. He's like a little dog just following them around everywhere. He doesn't really say much or do much. But um, very, very odd little guy. Well, just looking at IMDb there, Jack Nicholson was in, I mean, his most famous film, the first one he did, was probably Little Shop of Horrors in 1960. So he was in that. Not not the, no, not the... Not the musical one, the original, the original know, black and white one. Original. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, this was, this was 1980, 1980, wasn't it? He? he was in Chinatown in 1974. These are the ones. Oh, I like that. 75 was one of the, who flew over the cuckoo's nest. And this was 1980. So it was when he it was at his most... So, yeah, he was at his peak, wasn't he? He was well-established. He's, he's just unbelievable, and he? he just steals the show, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. He's just... See, I think, I, I mean, going back to how he started out in the film, I, I didn't like him in the first, you know, when in the car. He didn't seem a nice dad. And then, of course, mm. later on in the film, we go, we find out that he, he broke Danny's arm. Um, and there's the sort of suggestions of... of um, a little bit of beating with, with them. When he's acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like him. And again, who else did they... They um, were thinking about Robert De Niro and Robin Williams, and they thought Robin Win- Williams was a little bit too off his head because of his Mork and Mindy character, and De Niro wasn't off his Upset head enough. enough. <laughs> and Jack Nicholson was like, you know, the, the happy, happy medium, medium, if you like. Um, but as they're looking around the, the stores, these are other where people have mapped out the hotel. Uh, these are things that don't go right because they've just come from a walk-in freezer, which is dead long, and they're about, they've gone around the corner and they're going to go into another one, which um, it doesn't fit if you if you imagine putting it in a plan. Um, do, you know, do you know horror movies, right? Is the quality of a horror movie, this is, this is I've been recommended because horror is my favourite genre, yeah. is, is if a horror film doesn't scare you, is it not successful? Or can it be deemed successful even though it doesn't scare you? When I say you mean successful, I don't mean awards. I mean, I mean, I think it's successful by watching it scares you. So if I watch, so let's say, like, like I, I put what, The House of a, a Thousand Corpses on later on tonight and it scares me, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, is right. You've scared me there. Well done. Yeah, that's success. Whereas this, that's why I felt disappointed for it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When I rewatched it, I was like, oh, come on. I wanted a couple of little scary moments or even my hands to get sweaty or yeah. something. And it didn't give me anything like well, was that. that. Was that expectation though? Is that, is or that have I put it, yeah, Or have I put it that high up there that when I've watched it, I've gone, it's not oh, near as scary as what I thought, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you overpsych yourself up, don't you? So you go, yeah, I'm ready for it. It's going to come and scare me and all that. And then it doesn't. Mm. I don't know. I, I feel really bad on it because it, it's a really good film. Like, I'm not sitting here and saying it's not. It's just... 
it's, it's not horror in your eyes. But the thing is, you've got so many different ones with horror, like you were asking before for a more of a slasher film to watch. This is, is this a slasher? He chases him around an axe. Does he kill, oh, he, kills, he kills one person, doesn't he? But... Is it, I'd say slashers going back to your, your scream, your typical scream film, your Freddy Krueger. Yeah. But this is, and there's so many subgenres of horror that. Well, I said before, I said before then, right, in comparison, right, don't say as a film, because as a film, this is outstanding, right? Yeah. As a scary film, which is scary for you, The Exorcist or this? Um, I've not watched The Exorcist recently. Maybe we can do that after we finish recording. What scares um, you more, I don't know. But, I would say The Exorcist, me yeah, personally. I would as well. That's, that's yeah. a, I think but I'm, is it what scares us? Are we scared more by the idea of possession or demon? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because to somebody, someone's worst nightmare might be the husband turning into nothing. Yeah, I like. Yeah, oh, and we're worried about them. Experiences as well, because I I remember watching this when I was younger. I mean, Exorcist, you couldn't get for love nor money. It was banned yeah. for so long. But we saw this, and it was the little girls that terrified me more than anything else. It, it, those little girls, and then as it grew older, and I saw it later on, maybe in my early twenties, it was the blood coming out the lifts. Because that was it was. You know, like where's that blood come from? What's it symbolise? The fear of unknown. That maybe, yeah. Because it it says on that definition, it said tapping into your own subconscious of like stuff that you know your fear of something happening or an unknown. So yours, if you go like that, so me and Carl would be like the likes of a possession or like maybe yeah, something like yeah. that. Whereas to you, yeah. it might be like not knowing something or where's that come from or something that might tap into your psyche of what you're scared of yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. It, you know what? Honestly, it's. It, I, I, I disagree with that. I think this is a horror. I know yeah. you don't. But like it's it, you've got your ghosts, you've got your gore a little bit with the blood and things. You've got, you know, your people getting killed, whatever. Yeah. Your threat. Yeah. I know mm. you mean psychological. Like I'd I'd say seven is a psychological film. Psychological mm. thriller. Yeah, yeah. Or but it's not maybe, horror. No, or Sounds of the Lambs. Their psychological th- thriller. Yeah, that's classed as a horror sounds of the lambs stuff. That's a no, I just think it's it's that too big. We looked that one. It's yeah. just too. If we could draw a Venn diagram, or some mathematicians out there get a Venn diagram going, <laughs> because horror probably Eeks. horror probably forms so many sub little mini Venns <laughs> that you can have. By the way, we've just bought it there. There's the baking soda, Calamette. But yeah, I didn't like. By the way, should we have a group chat? Um, so we have like we have a podcast chat and then we have our film club, film club yeah. um, in our work. And I posted immediately after it and I got my head oh, bit yeah. off. Gemma didn't like Gemma that. Gemma didn't like it at all. She's a massive fan of of books. She's, she's a she's a big Stephen fan of King's King. favourites. Yeah, and can we find the actual the immediate reaction? I can't find it. She ranted for a bit. Yeah, she wasn't happy, was she? We need to try and find it. It's it's higher up, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, keep going. We're, Big long we're just trying to find it. Yeah, we're talking. It, it was talking about yourself for a minute. We, we, she was posing the question, things like um, your, your top five horrors. So we got have we got it then. Is that because so I we say got James's, We got James's because I spelled psychological horror brilliantly. <laughs> yeah, but there um, we go. She's off on one. There's a few. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gemma. There's a few there. <laughs> So there it is. So yeah, James said, controversial opinion from me and the wife. We just watched the Shannon again. Is it even a horror? And then, yeah, Richard's written, is <laughs> it a psycho thriller? And Gemma said, haunted house, ghosts, attempted murder, actual murder. Yes, it's one of the all-time great horror films. And James said, it's not scary though. Yeah. 
Not a horror film, not scary. And then Gemma deletes the message. <laughs> She's probably telling me to F off or something. So I said, how many, all that should I read this? Hope she doesn't mind us reading it. But how many times have you seen this film? And remember how many, how many films have ripped ideas from it? Therefore, making it seem a bit cliche. I think it's one of, if not the highest rated horror of all time. It's been parodied by almost every TV show, including things like The Simpsons, which we're going to talk about in a bit. When something becomes disingrained in popular culture, it impacts the fear you feel when watching it. And it's had a documentary made on it as well. Yeah. So that people have got ridiculously anal. So she and she also adds on like, uh, it's just my opinion, but take The Exorcist or Psycho, actual works of genius. They don't feel scary anymore because they became ingrained well, in popular culture and parried so That's much. That's what they do. Is Psycho a horror then? Yeah. Psycho and The Exorcist are far but scarier than that. I wouldn't say Psycho's a horror. Because Psycho's a PG, but I reckon, no, I think it would be classed as a horror. I See, I would say that's more that's psychological more thriller. Like a, yeah, yeah. But then you do see more people getting killed, right? There's like three people, isn't there? Anyway, the exorcist, you watch put the you put the exorcist on straight away and it's it's it scares you. It's still scary. Mm. They're, they're chocolate suggestives. <laughs> Just handing around the biscuits, folks. <laughs> but yeah, well, should we read out Gemma's last one? Sorry, Gemma, I'm throwing you on the bus here a little bit yeah. on me, but um said she said, I remember watching Nightmare on Elm Street and Poltergeist when I was a teenager and being terrified. I think the initial fear is crucial. I think when that wears off, it's just good or bad filmmaking. That's why some horror films are classics. Genuinely, some of my favourite horror films are not scary. Cabin mm. in the Woods is one of my all-time favourites. Not scary, just awesome. And then she's asked a few other questions. But, yeah, great film, by the way, Cabin in the Woods. But I, I just think horror films got to scare you, otherwise it's not successful. Yeah. I, 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 I might agree with you there. I, I think I probably agree with you. I've just looked to Richard's um, collection, and I've just said to him, if it's not scary, I don't want it. Yeah. And we're struggling to find one that was scary. Because that's the aim. If you ask the director, I'm sorry, I don't we need to get a director on it. If you ask the director, what's your aim? It's to scare the audience. Yeah. If, they, if you're not scared, it's not a successful horror. I'm sorry, it's not. It might be brilliant acting, it might be whatever, but if you're not terrified watching it, it's not a horror. But don't you think the Shannon is? You actually no. don't think the Shannon is terrifying? No. That's, that's being secluded in a hotel with a few ghosts. And your possible husband, partner, whatever, chasing you with an axe. <laughs> Is that not scary, no? I think I'd shit myself if that happened. If Lorna came at me with an axe, I'd be shitting myself, I'll be honest. Oh. If blood came out of me lift in my house, then yeah, I think I'd be scary. Scared. I, I think it's because we're just so, like like Gemma said, we're, we're almost desensitised to The Shining now. Because we've seen it over and over and over. Even in... Uh, Ready Player One? Yeah. It, and that's a PG, I think. I'm sure it's a PG, or it might be a yeah, 12. 12. Yeah. But it had the little girls in, and it had the blood coming out the lift. So the two of the most well. disturbing thing. And the old woman, I can't remember that. But you see, she didn't she didn't terrify me. I know it was very unpleasant, but she didn't she didn't frighten me. But um, See, I thought that was one of the jump scares, was the woman coming out of, out of the, the water. That's as scary as it got. Yeah. Well, when when she, he's 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 necking her, isn't he? And then she, and then he, he looks up and she's old and kinkly and I, I decomposing. Would love, I would love. It's one of those few films that I'd love to wipe my mind and go back and watch again because I think when you're young, you see a film, you, you you're not concentrating on it, and there's a lot of those. There's like Alien and Exorcist as well. 
and you sort of dip in and out of it. You're not sitting there watching it like you would do now. Um, and I'd love to go back and, and watch it because, like like you say about the old one coming out of the bath, you don't know what. I remember the first time I saw that, I thought, what's she going to do? What You know, is she going to kill him? Because I had no idea if he was going to last or if he was going to get killed or if he was going to kill everyone. Um, and, and as I said before, when Danny was shouting red rum uh, right in front of his mum with that big, huge knife, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I'd love to go back and watch it, yeah. Maybe get my, my psych psychologist to delete my memory or something. I have a question. Mm. Was the horse named after this film? No. <laughs> no, I don't think. No. So how's the horse called Red Rum then? I don't know. Lost the beam. It's the Shining. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> it's Do you know what? Like I said, I feel really bad because for no, those that li- for those that are listening to it, like I'm not saying it's a bad film. I think it's a really good mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Jack Nicholson, as I said, is outstanding. You know, but it's just it doesn't do to me what I think. Of. I'd be really interested. This is my ultimate question. And if there's any directors listening or anything like that, if you're a horror director, let's say you're John Carpenter. Is it John Gar- Carpenter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John oh, Carpenter, John. or if you're Wes Craven. Or you're one of them. If you asked when Wes, obviously he's passed away, Wes Craven now. But if Wes Craven was still alive, you say to Wes Craven, what is your objective when, when filming Nightmare on Elm Street? Or yeah. what was your director when you're done Scream? And that would be to scare the audience. Mm. Not mess with your head. Not make you think, oh, that would be horrible, that idea. The sole aim would be, and I'd like to think I'm right, would be to scare the audience. Mm. And that's why, for me, I don't think it's a horror. Because <laughs> it doesn't scare you enough. Yeah, but it doesn't scare me enough. It yeah. like as I said, yeah. Yeah. Scares, yeah, because I'm again, obviously because it's subjective. So yeah. like you know, the idea that this might terrify someone, it it just doesn't terrify me. Yeah, there's Sorry. an eagle on Jack's t-shirt as he's working up some more Holocaust. Some I thought this was interesting. This scene now where Jackson in the bed, and it's all filmed through the mirror, isn't it? Mm. I thought so. Is that significant? Because is it is it sort of. Oh well, there's this talk of yeah, reflecting, reflecting his yeah, reflecting his emotional state at the moment. You know, some something like that. I'm I'm, I'm not into the films as much as that, like you know, direction and things like. Some um, people, some people are saying that, that it's wrong because, but it's clearly it's in a mirror. I mean, it's just zoomed into the blinking dressing table. But yeah, you've got the mirror at the start of the film in the in the lake as well. Mm. Um, and you, you could argue well. Directors put subliminal messages in, like, like you know, erect penises and stuff like that. Which, you know, I'm not buying that. By by the way, I'm not buying. Oh, there's the typewriter, um, and it's white. Um, but you don't know what they know that what they're doing that will that will get you. Yeah. Um, well, should we should we met, should we discuss the ending? There's more rockets on the wall. Yeah, the, the ending's controversial, isn't it? Because I thought the ending was arguably one of the best bits, like the the actual ending. The, the very, 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 the very last ending. Scene. Well, obviously, do you want to explain it? Which is like the actual. So scene. after the the film's finished, basically, um, we, we we zoom into one of the many, many, many photos that's on the walls throughout the film. There's tons and tons of black and white photos, and it's just gently zooming in as the. Uh, as the music's playing, the music that was on the uh, in the golden ballroom or whatever it's called, um, and yeah, it's, it's um, I've gone past it now. We're just trying to find it, um, and it zooms into this picture of a load of people in the ballroom, and uh, and it zooms in a little bit more to the uh, the guy at the bottom of the picture, and it, it, it is. See it's um, it's Jack Nicholson. What? 
So then does this tie in with the... Oh, and, uh, and it says uh, Golden Ballroom. Oh, here we go. Overlook Hotel. 20, 1921, there you go. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, there's lots of this. If you... If, Multiples of seven, so 21's multiple of seven, July's the seventh. I don't know, maybe this is a Kubrick thing, but this is going back to the 42 and the Holocaust. But anyway, um, so July the 4th ball, 1921, which was when the hotel was finished. Um, so that's when you think, hang on a second. I thought, yeah, this was just a typical film where the dad goes mad and tries to kill his family. But what's this bit about? And then this links to when um, Grady's talking to him and he spills the avocado on him or whatever. Avocado. What, what's it called? The yellowy, liquidy, alcoholic I can't drink. Remember. Yeah. And when he spills that on him and he goes to the restroom to clean him off and he says, no, you've always been the caretaker. Um, and so is, is Jack Nicholson the hotel or is it reincarnation? I, I'm not... I'm not I haven't got a definitive version well, that I'm happy with. Well, we've we just Googled it before, didn't we, James? Because we weren't sure before yeah. you... Because you've you got more history with this, James, uh, Richard. And Kubrick has actually commented on it. Do you want to hear Oh, that? yeah. So he said... Go, Stanley. The ballroom photograph at the very end, capital letters end, uh, suggests the reincarnation of Jack. That means that Jack Torrance is the reincarnation of a guest or someone on staff at the Overlook in 1921. The Overlook seems to have the power to recall in reincarnated mm. versions of its past guests and employees. Because that, that happened when... That makes um, sense. You called it, didn't you? You said that, didn't you? Reincarnation. That, that's, yeah. yeah. So, so you got it pretty much right. Yeah. Right? Was well Jack the original Grady? Because when the ballroom scenes, the, all the costumes, they're about that era, about the 1920s, 1930s so, era. So that, that's not that's not Jack Torrance, that's Grady in the picture. I think that that who, person, yeah, is who Grady. Is, who looks like Jack Nicholson yeah. because he's the reincarnation of yeah. Grady. That makes sense. That's my sort of take on it. And what was the other take I said? I can't remember, but time, I did mention Time shift or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird one. It, but like I say, it's like uh, 2001, at the very, very end of that. And you just got, I think, I think it's the end where he's in the bed in the room and the monolith just appears and it's like, wow, I thought I understood this film. I thought I understood it. And now what's going on? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if he's done that in others. Eyes wide shut. Can't remember the end of that. Wasn't great. I liked it. I did like it. Didn't like it. Not, not a fan. Uh, yeah, only because of Nicole's in it though, wasn't it really? Uh, oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, that'd be why. Hi, Nicole. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. But like, let's talk about some of the, the major scenes. So, like the famous scenes, we've talked about the the blood in the lift. Do we know how they done that? Did they just lash a load of blood out of them? I think lift? I think it took about a year to <laughs> to fill it to to, to <laughs> go from, from start to finish. I to drain reading. the blood from Stanley Kubrick's thumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the typewriter scene I want to talk about as well. So remind the typewriter. But going back to the blood scene, um, yeah, it, it, he kept saying it's, it doesn't look right, so they had to refill it. Uh, it didn't take as many takes as he's renowned for right. taking, um, but they said, "There you go, Stanley. That that looked pretty good. Yeah, it did. Let's set it up again. Do it again. You know." Um, and, and I think the final effect, yes, I, I like it. The way the way the there's that much blood that it's pushing the chairs out of the way as well. Yeah, because there's a couple of versions of it, and the the longer version, which happens uh, 
the, the last one that we see. And you're getting these sofas and the chairs pushing out of the way and the force of that blood. So is that genuinely the, the hotel room or, you know, the hotel lobby or whatever? Or is that like a scale model or whatever? Oh, gosh, that must be real. That must be full size. Yeah, I thought you might know. it looks full size. Yeah. No, don't know. Not sure, because it goes slow slow motion, doesn't mm. it? So you, you, it could be deceptive. But mm. I don't know. It still looks good. Looks good. Um, other iconic scene, typewriter scene, go for it. Go on. Um, so which one? Which one with the typewriter? When? Oh, there's only when one. she's reading. Do you when mean? she's reading, all, yeah, all okay. work and no play. Um, that was. I always thought it was that they were typed by Stanley Kubrick, but it was his assistant who spent you know a little bit of time every couple of days for a couple of months just typing out dozens and dozens of pages. That was very impressive the way it was typed as well. It yeah. was different on every page. It yes. looked like yeah, it was formatted yeah, slightly to the, in the middle. Yeah. And like you, you think like nowadays you do that on Word yeah. and yet you, you do that in a couple of minutes. That must have took yeah. to do properly like that. That's always been put time. Yeah. Crazy so, that. Over a, <laughs> over a couple of months she was doing that. <laughs> Um, other iconic scenes, the uh, well, the, the axe yeah. scenes. Um, here's Johnny, yeah. Stanley Kubrick was English, I haven't got a clue what he was talking about. He was going to pull that, so yeah. well, do you know where it's from? No, James? Leave it in. No? From the Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson show, show. Johnny Carson used to work with Jay Leno or Letham or whatever. So, like, that's what he used to say, of course, that, that was only in America, wasn't it? Yeah, we know. So, so yeah. Stanley Kubrick was like, What's that about? Is Kubrick British? Yeah, is he? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, oh, there you go. Um, well, I remember apparently he's is Vivian. Vivian, uh, I don't know if it's his wife or daughter. She was one of the guests in the in the ball scenes. I need to go back and have a look at it now. Um, Jack Nicholson worked as a voluntary firefighter, so they they had this little pathetic door for him to hack through, but he just got through it in no time. No problem. No problem at all. Yeah. And again, they had to they had to shoot that God knows how many times. Do you think if he'd have kicked it, he'd have got an open question? Possibly, yeah. Mm. The fake door, maybe, but yeah. the real one didn't look like it was going to give way that. And it's great the way that the camera follows the actors. I love that. I love that. And yeah. that's been used in loads of films. Um, the same with where, it, where he falls down the stairs backwards. That's, again, it's going back to the Native American film. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. But, but that happened in Psycho as well, didn't it? Yeah. The yeah. fellow falls down the stairs yeah. in Psycho. Um, but it's 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 those weird links, and it's like, are these just pure coincidence that people are clutching onto something that's nothing and making a huge thing out of it? Oh, I think that? that's intentional. All that stuff. Mm. If you're um, if you're like Stanley Kubrick, like that director who's, well, that's what I, I say, anal about the films. That's what I you've mean. got. You know he's all not, these grits. Yeah, he's not going to to make mistakes. Uh, I mean, he was one of those directors. I don't know if you get many like that these days. Mm. Who's just renowned for being just ridiculously. Um, specific about things, is he? Yeah. <laughs> I like Tarantino. <laughs> he takes little bits, doesn't he? He cherry picks from everyone and just like, I'll just put all this into my film, yeah. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Any, any other iconic film, uh, scenes in it? Well, you mentioned James, like the, the last bit where he's, where he's frozen. Mm. You didn't like it? What? It, it does look a bit soft. Yeah. Is that though because it's become like a meme, hasn't it? You've seen, you've seen that, and it is it is a fun, well, <laughs> it is a what, funny image. What's a person look like though? We Not like know. that. But how do we know? <laughs> how do we know? Go sit in the fridge, freezer. <laughs> uh, it's a demonic look on his face, isn't it? It's yeah. like when they're out in the maze playing, it's his mouth, and he's got that look yeah. on his face where he looks like. Yeah. He's starting to get possessed almost, and he's looking through his eyes, and he's got his mouth open yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> so is he possessed then? I think that's the start of of 
things taking over. So the house taking over. I mean, the, the, the hotel taking over. So or is or is it the original? What's the name? Grady. Is it the original Grady taking over his oh, his body? Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it the house or is it Grady? I don't know. But, but another on. thing I was wondering was when when you do when you see the all work and no play the typed bit. Yeah. He's been typing that for. Jack Torrance has been typing away for ages. It's like six months or something stupid like that. Isn't so, it? W- at what point did he start doing that? At what point did he start just typing or working? No play makes Jack a dull boy. Mm. Is it as soon as he started typing, or did it? Did he start typing his story, and then did it get worse? And well, worse he scrapped and worse? something didn't he at first, and when he scrapped when she interrupts him. Yeah, that's right. That could have been that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know because we never see it as a viewer and don't know what what the director I'm saying in inverted commas um, intends us to do intends us to to see. But again, you can see all of the sort of Native American um, motifs on the flooring and everything, mm. all all over the place. The blood. Some people were saying it's symbolising the, the the genocide of the Native Americans, um, which you could link into the Holocaust as well. That bloodshed. But it isn't this the blood in the lift. Maybe I've misread this somewhere. But is isn't this hotel built on Indian burial ground or remember. Indian sacred ground I've or something? Read that. Yeah, so maybe that's what's where it's come from. I don't know. Hmm. But this bit, it's we're, we're up to the bit, viewers. Yeah, we're so uh, usually Scatman Crowthers, also known as Halloran, <laughs> uh, gets the axe into his chest, and I love the way it cuts to Danny screaming because he's nowhere there, is he? But he can feel it. Yeah, and knows what's happening. See, that's it's not it's not as you say, like you said before, the shining is not really the main part. Of no, the film, is it? no. Does it does it, could could the film survive without the shining? Yeah, yeah, you could get away with it, couldn't you? I don't know. I'd have to go through and think about it. It's interesting. I don't know. Well, and we probably do know, but do you know about um, Stephen King not being a big fan of this film? He doesn't like it at all. Doesn't like it at all. I said, uh, seen, seen something last night, I think it was Mark Commode said on one of his videos, um, The Shining is uh, the film to watch it for, for pe- the Stephen King film to watch for people who don't like Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very Stephen Kingy film, apparently. So uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't like it, and it, there's there is another version, isn't he? I haven't seen that one either. But there, there was a ninety seven, nineteen ninety seven. Like a TV it's a TV movie. TV movie. Yeah, it is. It, it is. Yeah. I might, I might watch that. But Give it a go. It'll be a different bit. I want to read the book, although I don't read. It's just me, or is that knife blunt? <laughs> We're up to this the is bit. weird. This is a weird scene. You see that? So the scene out. where there's someone dressed as a bear or something looks like he's performing, giving out blowjobs. Um. And yeah, just very random, isn't it? Yeah. What's but the purpose of that? This is the uh, is this a bit of a time shift again, where she's starting to see a little bit from from the past. Yeah, because she's not seeing anything like that. She's so no. not like a fancy dress party. That's obviously gone that, that looks like it's been a ball from the past. Maybe yeah. you know from from that nineteen twenties era. Um, and they're just like um, there's an extended version where she sees skeletons and. Like literally, they're in a party, and then they've just—it's just stopped, and they've all died, and the skeletons—they've got like glasses of wine still around, and I think the guys, the uh, but I've not seen that, but it, it sounds familiar. Mm. Um, I don't know if it'd be a director's cut. Uh, yeah, again, Mark Mode mentioned that he he said it adds bits on that were unnecessary. You can mm. you can take it or leave it really, but any so, other key film bits. Key scenes. I mean, that's that all the scenes, aren't they? Really, there's nothing. 
else which stands out. Nothing, but, no. I mean, I, I think we can't go any further without mentioning The Simpsons, Three, three Hours of Horror episodes, which I I saw that before I saw the film. So I know that that more than I know this film. Um, but watching, I watched it again last night just because I know I've seen the Shannon's. I watched this back, and it is clever how they've done the Simpsons version. You know, the act scene is mm-hmm. exactly the same. Yeah. Um, where he, where she's on the stairs, Marge's like sort of swap swap <laughs> him away from the stairs, and he falls down the stairs. Um, in the Simpsons, actually, he looks in the mirror and scares himself, yeah. <laughs> falls down. So. But yeah, I mean, it is it is iconic, isn't it? Mm. So what do we think? Out of ten? I'd give it a nine. So you put it on par. Oh no, no. Go from my classification the other the other day when we came out of Joker. Yeah. People were giving it ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> In my opinion, ten out of ten has got to be one of your all time best favorite films, and I'd give it a ten then. Because I, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Could watch it over and over again. So personally, 10 out of 10. Personally, 10 out of 10. IMDB rating. So if you're thinking Godfather 2 is 9.3. Mm. Or 2 or something. We've already IMDB'd this, haven't we? Yeah. Godfather so. Yeah, Godfather 1's 9. Mm. Joker got 9. Where does this sit in, in IMDB? And we know it's 8.4, but what we're for you... It's... I, I put it in my top 10 films, so what would that be? High eights. High eights, low nines. Can't be any less than an eight. I'd give it a nine. I'd give it, if it was IMDb, if I'm going to be realistic, um, if I can't give it a ten, if that's what you're telling me, I'll I'm not give saying it that. a nine. Yeah, spot on nine. 9.14. <laughs> what about you, James? What would you give it on IMDb? Do you think that's a fair rating? Was it 8.4? Um, it depends on how you're rating it. So... <laughs> <laughs> if I'm rating it as a thriller, a psychological thriller, it's about an eight point five or something. Yeah. If I'm rating it as a horror film, going down to the Oof. sevens. Oh, yeah. wow. Sevens, yeah. Yeah. Well, if, it just rate it scary. as a film. Just rate it as 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 a film, as a movie. Yeah. Eight. Okay. Eight. Okay. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I'd probably go eight point five ish. It is. It's very good. Just it just it's just an eight. It's... But then if I'm rating if I'm rating it as a horror, it's got to yeah. be less. Cause it doesn't scare scare me at all. That's that's the top and bottom. And so I'm you don't sure. think it's harder at all. So you won't put it in the top ten hardest. No. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry because it's and it's really interesting because obviously I know Josh, like um, Josh Parlow and Skewer, he listens and he's a big fan of the Shine. Oh, right, Josh. He, he, he commented, didn't he? Saying yeah. he liked Shine and he's only watched it for the first time last year. Mm. Um. <laughs> It just, as I said, I'm sorry. It just is a hot. It's not. That's a, all right. It's doesn't scare opinion. me. It doesn't do. Have I become like weirdly like got a high fear? No, no. I I think for a film to scare you, it doesn't have to be a good film, or it has to be a Marmite film like Blair Witch, which which I said I think last week was my most terrifying mm. film. But yeah. it's not really a good. It's not seen as a good film, and mm. I think we've got an oxymoron going on here that you can't have a good film that scares you. Or I mean, if any of our any of our listeners want to come back with some properly terrifying films. John's usually quite good at some suggestions, especially yeah. vague ones, which is what we're after, really. Yeah. So, would you, would you watch this any other time of year? Yeah. 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 Christmas you could, special. Shining <laughs> Christ- Christmas Day, special. <laughs> Whereas, like some horror films, like Nightmare, well, I suppose Nightmare on Elm Street, you could watch any any time of year, but like 
Halloweeny film. Yeah, if there's ways watching. watching Halloween on any other time, yeah. rather than the build up to Halloween. Yeah. Halloween, yeah. Um, I just, as I said, it's just, it's a fantastic movie with a fantastic actor, but not one moment in it, not one. Not one, not a single, I'm trying to think now, not a single thing scares me. Yeah. Do, do you know what else I, I really like? Stuff that creeps me out and weirds me out and it's like, you go, know what? that's weird, that, or that's yeah. grim, that, or that's Like this, this scene on now where he's in the toilet and the, the butler or whatever you want to call him, he's wiping him down. That's that's, <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. so yeah, weird. weird. It's, it's so, but I also so like... freaky. You wouldn't you like to see what's actually happening there? What do you Is mean? Is he just in the bathroom on his own head? Like oh, that? right. I don't know. So is this all? Is this in his head? Is it in his head? Oh yeah, I suppose so. But that, but that's what I like about the bit where where he goes into the ballroom for the first time when he's very frustrated, and and he's rubbing his face and he's and he opens his eyes and he says, "Bit quiet in here, isn't it, Lloyd?" And you think he's just talking to himself, or his reflection in the mirror, and then the camera shows Lloyd and the bar's full of booze, and it's like. Well, what's happened there? And he is talking to somebody. He thinks he's yeah. done it as he discovered a bottle of Jack Daniels somewhere and he's yeah. actually having a drink. Mm. And then that's where, because then he's got a bad relationship with alcohol, he had to stop drinking. So maybe he found a bottle of Jack Daniels and started drinking the Jack Daniels and then he turned. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, she said when he drinks, he, you know, he gets angry or he's, a yeah. he's banned from drinking, hadn't drank for months. So maybe he discovered when he goes into that gold the gold room. Yeah. He finds yeah. a bottle of Jack Daniels somewhere, starts drinking, and then he turns. I don't know. Yeah. I just think this is a great, it is great good. scene. It's a it great is. movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, I think and, we all and, agree. And, and we all agree on that. We all agree with that one. Well, yeah, I've got a few little bit of a bit of trivia for us. Um, oh, we've mentioned them once, so we'll mention them again. But the one that I thought was quite interesting is um, one of our first films we watched as a film called Blade Runner. The original cut of Blade Runner <laughs> uh, uses the opening scenes, you know, like the, the sort of the, the helicopter scenes where it's going over the the, to the landscape, the, the happy yeah, ending. the happy ending, yeah, the, with the, the unicorn ending, whichever one it is, yeah. And apparently, uh, Ridley Scott phoned up Stanley Kubrick and said, "Can I can I borrow some of your, some of your, any footage you've got, like sort of to make a happy ending for this film that I've got." And yeah, they use that the Shannon. Mm. So the end of the original Blade Runner is the beginning of the Shannon. Mm. So there you go. I didn't know that myself. No, no, neither did I. Yeah. All right, should we wrap it up there then, gents? Yeah. You Any more keep, thoughts? You gotta keep watching it every year. Well, I'm, I'm gonna watch this throughout the year, but I, I need to. I every need to try. Day. I need to try that other Forever. one. Forever. Forever. And ever. And ever. Until here we go. This is the bit I like where you correct them. Are you going to correct the bit when Grady says correct? I love it. I love that. Does he mean kill them there? Yeah, yeah. He's going to correct. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so I've got a bit of a quote here, which isn't quite from the Shannon, but Shannon related. So it's from The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, and it says, No TV and no beer makes Homer something, something. And then Marge says, Go crazy. And he goes, Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.